everybody, it's Lee George Cade, geek show panelist and one half the creative team behind Grimleys.com. That's where you'll find an entire world of monsters and weird little creatures my wife and I, Rachel, make. Each and every Grimly is hand-crocheted, hand-painted, and 100% awesome. We make everything from sea monsters to mer-monkeys, and we don't stop there. We can make a custom Grimly of just about anything, so the next time you're struggling with what to get geeky Uncle Ned, how about a Grimly of him in a Trek costume? Grimleys.com also checks out all the coolness coming out of the Rebel Craft scene. Come check it out. That's G-R-I-M-M-L-E-I-G-H-S dot com. Oh yeah, make sure to friend us on Facebook. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, fine, fine sponsor of the Geek Show Podcast, geekshowpodcast.com. And uh, we're here, I'm here, uh, Carrie, with uh, Jeff and Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy is a big Tron fan. And so we're going to introduce Jimmy to Dr. Volt's comics because of the new Tron comic book coming out. So what you need to do, Jimmy, yes. first of all, go down to Dr. Volt's at 2043 East, 3300 South. Walk up to the front desk and, and say, Geek Show says hey! <laughs> at which point they'll reply, hey to Geek Show. Now, you don't have to do that to open a hold no. at Dr. Volt's, but it would be nice. Now, uh, you open a hold, it's free. <gasps> they give you a number. And you say, I want all the Tron comics. Yes. Give me, give me, give me, give me. And they'll get them for you. Yes, yes, by hold they mean they hold the comics when mm-hmm. they come in on Wednesdays in, that it, you've ordered. In other uh, places it's called a pull or things right. like that. But uh, it's it's no charge at Dr. Volt's, which is also a special thing. Yeah. Dr. Volt's comics also uh, gets in uh, toys, action figures, uh, T-shirts, statues, posters, games, all that stuff. Uh, you know, whatever Mexican kind of, Coke. <laughs> yes, and the Mexican Coke is probably the most popular. 2043 East, 3300 South, and you can buy Geek Show t-shirts there. Geek Show says hey to Dr. Volt's comics. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to it. This is the Broken News segment. Recorded on the 14th of February. <laughs> Happy Valentine's. In the year of our crom, 2011. <laughs> and uh, yes, it's uh, the new episode coming up is called Orson Scott Card is a Dick. <laughs> where we find out that Scott Pierce really hates Orson Scott Card. Really, really hates him. It was amazing watching him. Just, he was just unraveling about how much he hated Orson Scott Card. Uh, but that's uh, that's coming up here. So uh, Jimmy Martin, Jeff Weiss, and uh, me. I'm your host, Carrie. Hi. Uh, let's see. What do we? What do we, you said? You had a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in uh, the broken news section. What do you have? We have a title for the upcoming Spider-Man reboot. Ooh. It is official. It is official, according to the Hollywood Reporter. If they can be trusted, I trust them. Our our fourth Spider-Man movie will be titled The Amazing Spider-Man. Hmm. Which, you might recall, was also the name that uh, Michael Shabon's draft for Spider-Man 2 was originally called. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find that online, by the way, Michael Shabon's draft of the, of the movie. What, what, what was it? I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even familiar with any of this. Really? And I host a thing called Geek Show. <laughs> yeah, no, he... <laughs> That's how... Well, well Michael Shabon, the, the guy who wrote Cavalier and Clay, okay. uh, did a, a, a draft of a Spider-Man script, right. which they used and then didn't really credit him for. A lot of the stuff that actually is in Spider-Man showed up in Shabon's draft. And then it was rewritten by uh, Alvin Sargent, who uh, wrote... Kramer versus Kramer, as well as Spider-Man. 
So it's it's the Amazing Spider-Man. Do we know how origin-y it's going to get? Sounds very. Oh, <clears throat> it sounds God. very. God, no. Just do it through the credits. I Just know. yes. That's all you need to do. I know he got bit by a bug. I. Everyone knows. <laughs> Keep moving. Oh. Yeah. Right. I. My worry is. The more we're hearing, there may be multiple villains. This thing's going to wind up being like three or four hours long. <laughs> well, now we're here. So far, we know the lizard, mm-hmm. Doctor Connors, yes, and possibly the proto goblin, yeah, yeah, mm. yes, and possibly the creation accidentally of Venom and Carnage. Ugh. Okay. Possibly the death of Captain George Stacy. How oh, many... that that'll happen. Yeah. yeah, that'll happen. How many films have come out where more than two villains is always is a good idea? I don't know if it's the number of villains. I well, I, I do because I think you separate you know the focus of the film. Because mm-hmm. I think you can do you know you I think you could do an Arkham Asylum movie. I really do. <laughs> yeah. With like even six villains, but. You know, you focus on one or two, mm-hmm. and then have the other four show up. Well, you know, uh, yes, yeah. uh, that I, kind of thing. It's just it, how it's all handled. in montage types of things. Yeah. And, and and I don't get me wrong, I would love to see a Sinister Six Spider-Man. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> uh, that would be badass. But you can't introduce all of them at once. It well, if you did, I think the only way. And now, I mean, it's a thing that's going on nowadays. You could do part one, part two. Part three of the of a series. I mean, making sequels, but still right. continuing the stories and you know leaving it to be continued. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see about this. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What uh, What else do you have there? Uh, my favorite Avengers book is losing its writer as of issue twelve. That's Secret Avengers. For those who love Ed Brubaker as much as I do, he apparently is overburdened, and issue twelve will be his last. That's what uh, we were talking about before you got here, Jimmy, was that uh, Brubaker is just one of the great writers at Marvel. And right. I think what they did was they went, he said, look, I, I am beat. <laughs> Pick one title that I can step away from. And, yeah. they, and they said, well, yeah, this one. How many does he have under his belt? Uh, he, he, he's writing uh, Captain America as well as Criminal and Incognito. And apparently this means there's going to be more Criminal, which is good news, but... Him off Secret Avengers is kind of bumming me out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, speaking of Avengers, um, thanks to Jimmy and the internets, I am all caught up on Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. The oh, cartoon. The, the cartoon. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I'm I, I'm going slower. I know Shannon was watching it too. Mm-hmm. I I loaned him I, my disc. I think actually. he's almost done. And you know, I I think I'm about five episodes in. So I'm going slow. <laughs> uh, the, the, the reason I bring this up is because all I hear is, well, yeah, Marvel's live-action movies may be better than everything except for uh, Batman, but DC's cartoons are way better than... Uh, guess what? Suck it. Uh, now you don't even have cartoons on them, DC. Because that Kang storyline that ended the first season of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You can love DC all you want, but Go DC lovers, go watch that and tell me that wasn't a good three episode arc. <laughs> you 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 got to admit that whole series is awesome. Yes, the way they introduce the characters. I I just met Captain America. <laughs> That's a really good, yeah. really 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 good episode. Uh, let's see. So uh, what else have we got here? Uh, I told Carrie this. Um, I don't know how geeky. It, well, maybe it's food geeky. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite uh, HBO shows is Shooting right now. That's Treme. 
ah. from the guys who made The Wire and uh, Homicide, and writing the restaurant scenes for season two, as well as appearing in season two, will be Carrie's favorite food geek, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Ooh. So he's writing the scenes too. Yes. <laughs> So he'll he'll get it'll be written, you know this episode written by so and so so and so and Anthony, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Did you hear I'm about really the the latest Dark Knight Rises casting? Let's see. I think I have. Did I have that, that here. As a matter of fact, I thought that was just a couple hours ago. I didn't know. Oh, there's 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 another one. It's here's, a girl. Here's, oh yeah. Okay, I have that. The one. love interest. I have that here. Of course, uh, we we heard Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, and who he will be is probably. A character called Alberto Falcone. Oh, the ca- the the son of the gangster in the first one. Yeah, the ca- that's yeah. the calendar killer, I think, from the Jeff Loeb. Yeah, you're right. Ha- uh, well, long Halloween story. Yeah, he's line. well. It, it seems that uh, these movies have been borrowing from the Long Halloween quite a bit, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's what we think is is going to be the deal. That's you know everyone else is going. I'll bet it's Robin. No, <laughs> God, no. Can you imagine? No, I, I don't think Nolan is is going to gay, 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 gay. I don't think Nolan's going to do that to us kids. And I don't think he's, Joey Gordon Levitt would take that role either. Yeah, he's a smart man. Don't uh, don't fret none. I doubt it'll be Robin. Okay. <laughs> But uh, this is the, uh, the, it's another Inception reunion. Uh, Marion Cotillard? Oh, oh yeah. Ma- Marion Cotillard, yeah. Cotillard, a French actress. She played uh, Leo's wife in Inception. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she is now cast mm. as uh, uh, somebody they're not saying. The rumors, of course, are the Talia Agul. She's yeah. she's gotta be she's gotta be. So it's uh, hard to say right now. Uh, it's all it's all rumor. But these people are in the new Batman movie. Now. It's it's basically becoming an Inception two reunion because mm-hmm. you've got uh, is it Tom Hardy is that his name? Yes. And then you've got Joseph Gordon Levitt and Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Where's Leo's part? He'll be Robin. <laughs> <laughs> He'll show up as Captain America. That's <laughs> no, that's your Riddler, kids. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> as the Riddler. <laughs> Guarantee you. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Did you have anything else? Because I, I got a bunch of stuff here. If uh, if you're uh, uh, through my, your stack here. My, my favorite FX show just came back too. Yes. Justified. What? Justified. Good show. Yes. I need to catch up on that one. Oh, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, before I forget, congratulations to the uh, world's dirtiest Mormon. Oh yes, we oh, yeah. Derek, Derek Hunter, who became a daddy over the weekend. Congratulations. Yes. He is. Uh, it, it's a little girl. Yes. And uh, he will uh, immediately begin screwing her up very badly. Yes. Indo- uh, indoctrination, <laughs> I emo- is the term. Emotional scarring has commenced, just yes. so you know. No, uh, no truth to the rumors that he shaved uh, lightning bolts into her peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, way to go, Rachel, because yes. she did all the work. Yeah. I'm betting. Well, of course she did all the work. At le- yeah, it, un- unless you listen to Derek, in which case he did all the work. Derek, <laughs> Derek doesn't have a womb. <laughs> Love you guys. Good job. Any other work. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, this here about. Uh, I really hope this happens, and I know you're excited about w- w- Shane Black. Oh God! Uh, talking about uh, taking over the Iron Man three. Oh yeah. Now the oh. reason that we want Shane Black is because uh, he and Robert Downey worked together on one of Jeff's favorite movies, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh my God! And uh, that would be very, very cool. He's got action movie cred. Yes, because Le- Le- Lethal Weapon, uh, uh, The Last, Last Boy Scout, and a whole bunch of them. Oh, I love The Last Boy Scout. So uh, he's got the cred. Yep. And he's got the chops. So I really hope that, that's, that this turns out to be true. Right now it's in the rumor mill. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, he was also tapped to write the uh, uh, screen treatment for Death Note, the manga mm-hmm. that, we, oh, okay. that we've talked about. Uh, and uh, is also working on Doc Savage, just so you I know. know. He, uh, <laughs> ser- seriously, if I can say it again, if you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, me, watch it. You, uh, he just, gets mad at me every time I tell him I haven't seen it. It's seriously so good. And Val Kilmer is good in it. Believe it or not. He's so, he is. <laughs> That's what, when, when Jeff told me, Val Kilmer could, I went, Bullshit. Yes. No way. Yes. You are so Play, full of shit. Playing one of my favorite all-time screen characters, a private detective named Perry, whose nickname is Gay Perry because he's gay. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. You know, I've got... Uh, I know Lee loves Highlander. And, you know, Lee's just the kind of guy who would go, I'm okay with this. Any other Highlander fan will be upset about this. Nope, nope, and, and I'll tell you why I'm not oh, really? upset, but you read this. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melissa Rosenberg, who did the <laughs> scripts uh, for Twilight, the, the Twilight Saga, is is now taking over the scripts for Highlander. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I knew I'd throw that out to Highlander fans, and they'd go, no! But, I know Lee would go, whatever. But. but conveniently forgotten, especially in the trade uh, reports of this, is that Melissa Rosenberg was also briefly the showrunner for Showtime's Dexter. That's true. Now, I, and I have that right here. It says, uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember where I found this. It might have been on The Hollywood Reporter or something like that. Uh, it says, uh, uh, handling the character. She has proved adept at handling both character and action, as well as yearning, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is a key component to the Highlander uh, uh, Connor McCloud, uh, as he watches his true love age while he does not. Uh, it does say here before uh, Twilight, she, Dexter, and, yes. and uh, so, yeah, yeah she, and, she can do it. And I'll throw this out in Melissa Rosenberg's defense also. Uh, from what I understand, Stephanie Meyer has the same amount of control over the Twilight movies that J.K. Rowling has over the Harry Potter movies. Which is? Final script approval. Oh, really? Uh, yes, there's only so much tinkering you can do with it and, and still be able to get away with it. And, also in Melissa Rosenberg's defense, there's only so much you can polish a turd. <laughs> That's true. Uh, let's see. Now, I have, uh, if Shannon were here, I'd be excited to tell him. I have <laughs> Smallville news because I know he loves it. You can hear him roaring across the valley. Uh, all weekend, I kept reading that uh, Michael Rosenbaum will not, will not, will not be back. Well, he tweeted this morning, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be coming back because uh, I looked in the mirror and uh, saw that I was Michael Rosenbaum and realized I had nothing else going on. So, uh, yeah. Yes, it, it, he it, will it, be it, back it, as Lex Luthor. It, it's either that or he's competing with roles for the same character with uh, Evan Handler. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he'll be back as Lex Luthor for the finale. He uh, he tweeted this morning, I'm delighted to return for the series finale. I'm simply doing it. This is, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm simply doing it for all of the fans out there who made Smallville a great success it is. I appreciate all of their passion, their relentlessness, and even threats. Ha ha. Plus I have a mortgage. He then added, I'm excited. This is, I love the caveat here. I'm excited to come back one last time. Just promise me you'll all watch my new stuff. <laughs> then we'll be even. Ha what? ha. Rock the hell on, friends. Oh, what the hell? Look, Rosenbaum, Ro- I don't know why you're not back now on this 
show, you'd at least make it a little bit better. You know, he if they offered him a Lex Luthor spinoff, he would do it in a heartbeat. You think? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that would. What's he doing now? Exactly. I, I would actually watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, that's for Shannon. Let's see. And I have. Oh yes. Uh, of course, uh, more uh, casting uh, uh, for the uh, the Avengers movie. Uh, we've got uh, Kobe Smulders. How, how, is I, in how, I, name. how I Met Your Mother. Yeah, is in uh, final uh, negotiations to uh, to be uh, who we believe is uh, Maria Hill mm-hmm. from S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, uh, the character in the Avengers movie with uh, Joss Whedon. Now, is, this, is she the one that Joss Whedon wanted to make a Wonder Woman movie with? He, he, he actually talked... Hers was one of the names that came up, as well as Marina Baccarin yeah. from, uh, from Serenity and okay. Firefly. Uh, so she will be uh, Maria Hill, uh, who is uh, Nick Fury's uh, assistant, Yeah, essentially, in this in this our incarnation of the event. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman assistant yes, it, for it, Nick Fury. And, and the rumors <laughs> keep persisting that my favorite Chuck girl may be in talks to play Carol Danvers, too. I heard that. And a, a, a Von Strahov, or, uh, yeah, Strahovski from... You know, from Chuck, the hot blonde spy oh, from Chuck, as Ms. Marvel, I, oh, or Car- oh. well, Carol Danvers first agent of Shield, and then becomes Ms. Marvel. Yes, I, I don't like Chuck, but I like her. Yeah, she She's is hot, oh, and, she and, and 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 actiony. And if this is true, then that would lend credence to the rumor that the villains in the Avengers movie are probably the Skrulls, and that this is setting up the Skrull Kree war, which would just be great. <laughs> yeah. Just, to, just to, Avengers uh, versus shape-changing aliens. All right. <laughs> uh, while we're on comic book movies, which is well, let's be honest, that's what the next two years have in store for us. That's the world we're us. living in. Yeah. If if, if you don't Sorry, like them, folks. then please just don't go to the movies. <laughs> yeah. Just I, you know, you, this is the world you're in. You better get with it or stay home. Uh, let's see. Uh, the X Men First Class uh, trailer is up. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Jeff didn't care for it. Uh, I, I I didn't hate it. I just. The 60s trappings worry me. Yeah. <laughs> they well, really worry me. Really? Okay. We agreed on the same thing. That the, I mean, and I know that they can change things before it comes out, but that mystique transformation looks yeah. like yeah, crap. It looked like ass. Well, but, it's, you know, it's, they're, they're just trying to get some, yeah. some yeah. buzz. And, and I, I think the only reason that may see, I don't, I'm not excited about it, is because all the other ones look so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the reason that they put this out, and it was rushed, um, is because... Oh, they had to. They, they had to because after the Super Bowl... Every uh, uh, media expert did did tracking of which movie was the most talked about yeah. on like Twitter and, uh-huh. and everywhere, and it was Captain America. But, yeah. by, which, a, by a long shot, which surprised everybody, and and so they're like, "Well, we God, Marvel is just dominating. We, yeah. we, we got to get in on this. We, mm-hmm. People are going to forget we're out there." And so I think they just threw this out. Yes. And, um, and, and in the meantime, DC waves their arms in the air and go, "Hey guys, remember we had a Green Lantern trailer a while back?" <laughs> yeah, they better do something because you, you, you think because people are like, "Oh, uh, it's all Marvel." <laughs> oh, you're doing something. <laughs> yeah, it's a Marvel world, and DC is living in it. Is living in it, yeah. Uh, but uh, here's here's what I keep hearing, and uh, this is just it just pisses me off whenever I hear oh, no. it because it's just it's just the geeks, and I you know uh, oh, I love you, but y- you got to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Um, there's some concern, and I've gotten email about this, that the timeline presented is fundamentally incompatible with what is seen in the original trilogy, uh, such as how first-class team member Havoc could conceivably be the brother of Cyclops when there's a 40-year age difference between them. Well, actually, actually, there's already rumors that have come that Havoc is, in this continuity, Cyclops' father. See? 
why not? <laughs> and that's what everyone is bitching about. The, I love it. I, got, I, I overheard it at the comic book store. Oh, for fuck's these, sake. These, uh, uh, these characters have never met in this. Uh, it's out of continuity. And I'm like, look, you're the only one who knows that. And the rest of the world doesn't yeah. and doesn't care. As long as it's a fun story, who gives a shit about who's, who's brother yeah. and all of that? Make it a fun story. Well, you're and he, fine. Well, and here's the continuity quibble I could have with it that in okay. X2 we got a scene with some stunt guy that Brian Singer had his eye on playing Hank, yeah. Hank McCoy briefly <laughs> as, as a human and then he shows up as blue yeah. furry Kelsey Grammer later you know I of course would prefer not to remember that there was ever a, a lunk that played briefly played Hank McCoy. Well here's what he here's what he says he addresses the concerns by saying the creative team is aware of the, of the continuity problems, and they have some ways to work around some of them. Here's what he says. Yes, the timeline is different. It wouldn't physically fit for him to be the brother of Cyclops. We do take some liberties on that. There are notions, but I don't want to give it away, certain interrelations, which leads to your yes. uh, theory, which I like. Let's just say there are some things that do adhere to the comic books and do so in a way that the fans will get a kick out of. And those things can perhaps move forward in the future. That's one reason we wanted to call the film First Class, even though it isn't the Jeff Parker penned story arc uh, yeah, from the comic really book good, by the way. In, yeah. in the comics. Uh, you couldn't really tell that story without going even earlier and explaining how they got there and how it came to be. I like the title, so we kept it. Mm -hmm. But this is the prelude in a way that will eventually lead to the scenarios that fit more clearly with the First Class comics and situations. Geeks, calm the fuck down, all right? <laughs> We got it under control. Yes, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. Remember all the alter verses that happen in comics? You know, I could, you know, point out several that happen with, ooh, you know. Ooh. Well, guess what? Guess what? Spider-Man had bio yes. web shooters oh. in, the, in the other movies, and now he's got mechanical ones. Oh, no. Oh, my head exploded. Oh, no. no. Is that the definition of reboot? I mean. Exactly. It's not the same director. I mean, I know the third one wasn't. God, I don't want to talk about the third X Men, but <laughs> but it, it's a I whole different generation. So get over it. All right. Uh, let's see. Now I got a list of uh, TV shows that are in danger. Uh -oh. That if you're fans of them, you need to watch them harder. If you're not fans, keep not watching. And then we'll, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then we'll uh, we'll get on with the uh, new episode of uh, GeekShowPodcast.com. Orson Scott Card is a dick. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Here are the shows that uh, are sure things for the next season. Big Bang Theory and uh, Vampire Diaries. Okay. Right. I've never seen Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Strong Odds Nikita is actually doing okay. Really? Yeah. I uh, heard good things. I never I, watched it. I've never... Ooh, Maggie um, Q. Oh. She's hot. Yeah. Things that, things that could go either way. Chuck, Fringe, and Supernatural. I... Could see all three go away, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I, I I like Supernatural, but it it and Chuck are not exactly on a roll right now. <laughs> um, or Fringe. The shows never been on a roll. The shows in the danger zone. Okay. Uh, Human Target. No <laughs> ordinary family. I'd fell out. I watched three episodes and I was out. Yeah. Yeah. No interest in that ordinary family. Uh, v. And a show that I actually. I'm on board with the event. I'm actually on board. Oh, with really? It. I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. Of course, Shannon would tell you not to listen to me because <laughs> I'm also watching Smallville. Uh, these shows are dead and buried. Smallville, of course. Good. Uh, medium. And 
I'm sorry to say, Shannon, the cape. Oh, you know what? The cape I, is I, uh, in deep, deep, deep. You know, uh, he, I don't think he's sorry because he felt the same, same way I did. It, it At first, it was so terrible, it was fun to watch. <laughs> now it's just terribly unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's so desperately bad. Even if they're bringing Lucy Lawless in? Oh, God, just the episode where uh, Mina Suvari could predict outcomes, and including she could tol- tell you who was going to win at the craps table. <laughs> Kudos to Scott, though. I watched uh, his recommendation. Was it Mr. Sunshine? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, it's funny. I liked uh, it. First episode was a little, you know, it's the setup, of it's course. Pilots it's always clunky, but yeah. uh, we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm not, I'm not stepping away yet. And I'm really liking Raising Hope. It's pretty oh, good. God, that I liked funny. it. So, Cat never watched and, it last uh, night. And, good. and episodes, believe it or not. Is that the Matt With LeBlanc? Matt one? LeBlanc. Oh, uh-huh. I heard good things. Really funny. Really funny. That's uh, on Showtime. Showtime. Okay. All right. Uh, that's good. That's uh, that's broken news. Anything uh, you guys want to uh, pimp before we go? I want to apologize to the Beamy Scotties who I said were from Logan. They are apparently from West Haven. They are. <laughs> I would, I think we should plug the uh, this was it February twenty seventh. Yes. Yes. Is the first ever uh, geek show podcast. Big movie mouth off. Oscars extravaganza. It's sort of an orgy. It's an all-day affair. We're rec- we're recording at Brewies, starting about round one, one, two, showing Gladiator for free at three. Well, and that's at three? Oh, okay. At three. And then and watching the Academy Awards on the big screen. Yes. And we're going to have prizes galore. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you guys listing the stuff. God, it's going to be fun. God. And D- I won't say what, but we'll say DVDs, Blu-rays, I mean, and swag of everything. Tons of stuff. Yeah. It, so. it, it would behoove you to go. All right. Look up the event page on Facebook. That's on the uh, 27th, all day. And if we're lucky, if we're lucky, I've got a woman bringing her husband down, and the Geek Show is going to have an intervention with this guy. He is endangering their marriage with World of Warcraft. Oh, my God, this sounds like the best thing ever. A whole show, a whole show. <laughs> I, I, I told her, you bring his ass down there, because she's like to the point of calling a divorce lawyer. We're going to call it the circle of pain. And, uh, yes, she uh, she said, I, I just don't know what to do with him. And I said, you bring his ass down, and we will have an intervention with him. I, I, need, I need to watch episodes of Intervention, <laughs> and they have those templates of, like, I love you very much, and I'm not mad at you, but, <laughs> but you make me feel sad when you. Yeah, these, start, are the, these are the feelings I have. Start shouting about how you're working for Pandagar, the heartless demon, or oh something. God. You know? Oh God, nobody warned this guy, so he just walks in blind. Please. Oh, she she said she was going to try like hell to get him to come down. So uh, we're going to sit his ass down and uh, talk to him. And if there is a compromise. He can still continue to be. The right hand of Pandagora, the faceless demon, uh, and still be married. So right. it is possible. He's just uh, screwing it up right now. Anyway, so here it is. Uh, uh, join us there on uh, at Ruby's. Uh, here it is, the uh, brand new episode of GeekShowPodcast.com called Orson Scott Card is a Dick. Please to enjoy. Hi, this is Carrie, and of course, uh, the reason that we have this podcast is because of fine sponsors like our brand new sponsor, SecretCompassCollectibles.com. Go to their website and give them some love. Here's the thing. They are serious collectors, all right? Authorized dealers of all the products that they sell. Been in business since 2003, so you can trust them. They primarily deal in these limited edition collectibles. We're talking like movie replicas, statues, busts. One-of-a-kind pieces of art. Uh, new products coming in all the time. They want to be your stop on the Internet for all of your collectibles. Now, 
The reason you should trust them, they are collectors themselves. They understand your obsession. They understand your value of trust, especially when you're dealing with high-end products like these. Uh, so they know what it's like to suffer the pains of subpar customer service. So they handle each order personally. They take each order seriously. You've got all kinds of prop replicas on this website. It's terrific, including replica costumes. And I'm not talking those ones you see at Target. These are really, really nice, accurate movie collectibles. So go see them. Give them some love from Geek Show. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, secretcompasscollectibles.com. All one word, secretcompasscollectibles.com. Com. Hey, welcome to the uh, basement here at the uh, GeekShowPodcast.com headquarters, my house. Uh, listen, uh, sitting here uh, doing some work in my home studio on my PC laptop. Yes, Dan the Laptop Man has helped me out with this. This podcast is recorded on a PC laptop, and I'm able to work at home now because of Dan the Laptop Man. Go see him. Take in your whatever you have, and uh, they won't laugh, I promise. <laughs> but they will scan it for viruses and spyware and give you a free systems evaluation. Dan and uh, his guys, they're Microsoft Gold certified partners, been around for 15 years. Oh, and he's hiring, by the way, if you think you know your uh, stuff. Uh, go to PCLaptops.com and you can see all that. Also take a look at the Decimator desktop, the most powerful and, uh, might I say, dangerous uh, desktop ever made. I think it's the most powerful that Dan has made. He says, uh, lifetime service and parts warranty on uh, desktops. Nobody does that. So go and see Dan the Laptop Man. When you walk in, don't be afraid. Everybody shouts, ho! And that at that point, I want you to look them right in the eye and say, Geek Show says hey! They may look back at you with a quizzical look, but just ignore that. Earth is under attack by an insect-like race. He'll be played by William Shatner, so everyone will love him. Tony, we still run the disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> now, now this is kind of cool. I oh, dude, have you seen me at a buffet? Well, it's like a hot dog with a pimple. Look, Pamela phenomenal. Anderson going to be in it? No. It's all about girth. It's not about length. You know that. Microscopic, I think, was the word. Instead of guns, they have no, cell phones. That was about all I see is crazy Tom Cruise jumping yeah. on the couch. First. I also need to know what, what's going to happen with Don Young. Geekshowpodcast.com and we're back in the basement. Oh, no. Well, and, and Scott Pierce has been working on a funny voice that he'd That's like it. to share with you all. I don't have a funny voice. That is really good, dude. Is that, Aria, is that Ariana Huffington? Like I don't it's pretty funny. It's pretty girl. Is that really funny? Is that a character you're working I with? I don't know. <laughs> That's how he's always, really funny, though. His real voice is the fake voice, and this is actually <laughs> what Scott sounds like. It's a big reveal. <laughs> There's his real voice. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought that was his new character, Dying Man. <laughs> I call character. I call him I call Dying him Shannon. Man. <laughs> yeah, I go say that's mine. Sorry. Uh, all right, let's uh, thank the sponsors and then we'll get right to it here. Uh, okay, thanks sponsors. Want to thank, uh, of course, Doctor Bolt's Comic Connection. Twenty Forty Three East, Thirty Three Hundred South. Ten percent discount off of purchases over twenty dollars if you have a hold, and a hold is free. Woot. Uh, go and see them, uh, guys. They're good guys. Uh, also, the uh, North American Discworld Convention. Terry uh, Pratchett? If you're a fan of the Terry Pratchett, he is going to be the uh, main guest speaker there. Oh, he's uh, going to be there? He's going to be there. I still don't nice. know That's what that means. Yeah. Discworld. What is it? Dis- yeah, Discworld is a series, of, a series of, books. of books by Larry Nevin. Oh, okay. And, no, uh, by Terry Pratchett. Uh, Terry Pratchett? Yeah, Larry, really? Terry Pratchett. Why do I have Larry yes. Nevin stuck in my head? Uh, you're thinking Ringworld. No. I am thinking Ringworld. I'm an idiot. And they're actually really cool books. Yes, and they're sir. terrible villain, Ringworm. Now, now, oh, t- Terry Pratchett. Now, tell him, tell Scott the plot. 
because it's it's like well, it's like it's thirty eight books long. Oh God. Yeah. I'm so yeah. stupid. I've yeah. read all of these. <laughs> this is Rince Wind the Wizard. Yeah, Rince Wind, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the okay. idiot wizard. Thir- 38 books long, and it takes place on this world that's a flat disc sitting atop the backs of four elephants. Which that's is on, on the back of a giant cosmic the turtle. A giant turtle, the great Atuin. Yeah. And it orbits around the sun. And they're he funny. must be on a shitload of drugs. <laughs> no, that's what I said. <laughs> Discworld books, are, they're, they're, they're great. And 30 have some sort eight? of horrible disease now. Uh, I don't know. Terry Pratchett, he's he's got a degenerative mental. Well, you can illness. go and ask him. That's go to the convention. Awesome. Go to uh, nadwcon.org. Yeah, where's it going to be at? Do, do we know? Uh, uh, Michigan. Uh, Wisconsin. 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 Oh, Wisconsin. holy crap! Wisconsin. And they're sponsoring this yeah. Dog yeah. Pony show. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Wow. And if you guys, uh, if, if any of you want to go, we can make that happen. They've made a couple of. They've made a couple of movies off of rinse off of. Discworld books. They've done uh-huh. the Hogfather, which was great, yep. and uh, the Color of Magic was done pretty good. Radio shows yeah. and Eric Idle I mean, did the Voice of Death. Yep. Yeah, great stuff. We could ever go uh, cover it because uh, yeah, he, well, the, the guy the guy uh, behind this offered John first Monday in February, huh? Let me see. We'll see. We can make that happen. Um, first Monday in February. No, it's it, it's no, it's, in, uh, it's in ju- uh, July. Oh, or something. oh, in July. Yeah, yeah. it's this summer, June or July. So if Terry Pratchett's actually could probably there. Do this. this is yeah. a big deal. Very big deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, so the, there's that. Uh, also, secretcompasscollectibles.com. We'd tell you what's on there. But it's a secret. <laughs> uh, I hear you can get a replica of Tony Stark's briefcase. Well, yeah. Man too. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I have a down payment Listen, on Robert Downey Jr. I was going to say, if you... Uh, <laughs> An Android of Robert Downey Jr. If, if, you are, uh, if you have a problem, maybe you shouldn't go to secretcompasscollectibles.com <laughs> because you will be there a long time. I will not go. And drooling. Uh, all they right. got good stuff. Where is it? They got some really good stuff. It's a secret. It's on the stuff. internet. Shh. It's the oh, internets, it's, it's honey. The interwebs. Uh, speaking of the internets, PC laptops. Thank you, Dan Young, for Danny. making the show happen. And thank oh, you for making Danny it so boy. I can go on stumbleupon.com again. Yes. <laughs> uh, PCLaptops.com. I, I think all right. I've been down this road. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, introduce the panel. Oh, what Sorry. is going on with Pierce? Scott, I don't know, man. Scott's He's weird today. <laughs> Scott Pierce, TV <laughs> critic. Uh, you gotta get out of that character. Get out of that character. <laughs> TV critic, Salt Lake Tribune. <laughs> Yay for the Salt Lake Tribune. Goofball. Yes. Size a kite, everybody. Goofball. Size a kite. Goofball. A little funny. Little funny. What's wrong with him? Uh, let's see. Then with Shannon Barnson. Dead, uh, Yay! Dead man walking. Uh, pub quizzer. Every Blizzard. Wednesday. Lucky 13. I'm still like participant. 8 o'clock. Participant. 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 Yeah. Yay, participant. Loud asshole on show. <laughs> Excuse me. On show? <laughs> oh. Jimmy Martin, slugmag.com. Also Howdy the big movie mouth Film critic. And also a film critic for the world, Jeff Weiss. Yay. MSN's Parallel Universe. MSN's Parallel Universe. And uh, of course, uh, Lee George K. Did you used to work at a Parallel Universe? I'm sorry. Yay for Lee George Cade. That's all right, Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your dream to come home, too. <laughs> uh, Grimleys.com. We can make anything. Just check it out. You will see them all there. Yes, you will. All right. Let's. Oh, and of course, a designated driver of the uh, Geek Show podcast. Triple T. Triple T. Triple T. Triple T. What is that? What is that ring you're wearing? And the Green Lantern ring. Come on. Do you want to see it? 
There's a green lantern <laughs> ring next to a can of mellow yellow. Yeah, see, I've conquered my fears. Oh my and god! I don't need to worry about the color yellow. Uh, that was a collectible item. Also, I don't know why you're drinking that. Oh shit! <laughs> fantasy <laughs> smoke pack outside of collectible items. Then. Fantasy made flesh right here, Kerry Jackson. Oh, oh hey, it's Kerry Jackson. Of course, uh, x96.com Monday through Friday, six to ten. That's all I ask. That's all, right. all I ask. Uh, let's see. I got a ton of stuff here. Uh, ton. Ender's Game. Yeah. Anyone? Not as cool oh, as yeah. Discworld. It's all That's a fake a trailer, good, good that book. one, recently. I like that book. I hear a Mormon wrote it. Orson Scott Card. <laughs> is he a Mormon? <laughs> yeah, a, a, yeah, a, a, a homophobic Mormon. Is he now? Orson Scott Card? I'm sorry. Anything? Ugh. Move on. Move on. Wait, really? Wait, wait, wait. Have no. you guys read his Iron Man stuff? I'm not going to read his, anything his, he I, does. I did read his his Iron Man uh, oh. mythology of the, the creation yeah. of the, the youth of Tony Stark. And it was pretty good. I He's a good writer. Yeah. Do you know how we kid about Shannon being a bigot? It's not a joke with Orson Scott Card. Really? No, Orson's uh, the the Ender's books are are good. They're good okay. sci-fi. Bigot. But he's <laughs> let me let me just quickly say that yeah. they're making a movie. Horrible okay. human They've being. Been saying that for like fifteen. No, years. they yeah. have been it is, saying it's that on, for fifteen. It's it is on for real. Sure. It is for real. Uh, we promise. Point, the kid from Sixth Sense was going to be playing yeah. it. Um, the script uh, by Gavin Hood, uh, producers Alec Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, and uh, Gigi Pritzker. <laughs> Excuse me. It's being it's being shopped around. It's going to happen. It will happen. And if you if you read the plot, you're surprised that it hasn't happened yet. The nice part is if they follow Orson Scott Card's uh, screenplay, there will be no ethnicities and there will be no gay people. So, so that means <laughs> no, the gay people will be horribly murdered. Yeah, probably at the very beginning. But uh, although I love those producers because they of course brought us the new Star Trek, and they're bringing us the new Hawaii Five O, which. Even when I sit there and think this is dumb, I greatly enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, here's the plot, uh, in case you don't, and I don't know because I've not read his stuff. Uh, Earth is under attack by an insect-like race. Mankind has created a battle school to train fighting forces. Mm. In this environment enters Enger Wigan, a kid who is tormented by bullies and an older brother, but proves to be a master at the three-dimensional zero-gravity laser tag type game that sets him on a path as a possible savior of the human race. Uh, kind well, of sounds like Starship Troopers. This game is uh, you're you're actually controlling this army. Mod out in space. Well, in there's there's world, two so. games in the in the book. You have the one where it's like a real time strategy, and then you have the one where it's the laser tag. And uh, Marvel Marvel also did a some adaptations. And by the way, yeah. our our good friend uh, Jake Black actually wrote some of the issues. Oh, we yeah. love Jake Black. Yes, we do. He's a great guy. Jake's I'm working guy. on a movie about this this snotty bigoted um, sci-fi writer yeah. who is overpaid to write a column for the Voldemort News, which gives him a forum to express his homophobia and horrible bigotry. Oh. What's well, it called? I, it's called Let's Kill Orson's Got Card. Oh, <laughs> but we're going to change the name to Morrison Stott Starred. Yeah, that way we don't get sued. <laughs> that way no one tell. will know. Exactly. Yeah, no one will know. See, and he'll be, and he, and he, in the TV series, he'll be played by William Shatner, so everyone will love him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I, I didn't know all this about Orson Scott Card because I, I, I picked up either. I picked up a copy of one of his books, started reading it, and was bored to death. So I just it's, didn't go back. It's kind you of know? the you know you have high fantasy, your Tolkien type fantasy mm-hmm. that yeah. you, it's kind of a heady read. Yeah. Orson Scott Card is kind of high sci-fi. Yeah, that's, that's probably why. It's very it's wordy. A slow. It's very wordy. It's like when Heinlein yeah. in uh, one of Heinlein's books, he decided uh, six pages in that he was going to do a 
12-page explanation of the mathematics behind time travel. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, and, and he even right. says in the paragraph right before it, he says, if you're not mathematically inclined, you might want to skip to page such and such, because this is going to be a little much. Well, I'm glad he gave me the heads up. So just remember, if you buy an Orson Scott card book, you're supporting bigotry. So really, what <laughs> wow. you should do is uh, go check it out from a public library. That Swiss way, very passionate about Tony, this. Tony, we still run the disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I'm just, I'm just wanted I to make sure. have to do another one, though. Well, speaking of disclaimers, I'm really enjoying the new disclaimer on your morning show. Oh, yeah, we added the to it. The mature audiences. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we added I mean, it's that. not like you didn't already have a really, really mouthful. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we just got to make it If you can hear those sounds clear. on the podcast, it's not one of us. It's the dogs. <laughs> Most people dog. are going to be like, Radio what? from Hell is not fit for human listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, um, a guy that doesn't write so heady is uh, Stephen King. Oh, sure. He just writes He big. just changes the animal and the... Pl- <laughs> he makes of, evil cars. A lot of like Instead of an evil dog, it's an evil car. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> now, The Stand yep. was made into a uh, TV a miniseries. A yes. yeah. very back long in, one. Back which in you can see about every other weekend on Sci-Fi. Hey, Shannon, remember the, remember the house we lived in on 5th East? Yeah. Uh, you know, the house right across the street was... Used for one of the settings in the Stan TV series. So the, yeah. I did not know that. The two big disappointments of the miniseries were the ending, didn't you think? I thought it. Well, it's kind of the like disappointment a lot for most Stephen, Stephen King, King stuff. It's the, a nine hundred uh, page, great nine hundred page yeah. ramp up to a terrible ending. But the oh, other, oh, oh, the yeah. other so thing you that I thought when the giant clown turns into a, or the evil clown yes. turns into a giant spider, the Gilligan's Island spider. Yes, the other disappointment to me was that, of course, the devil lived in Las Vegas, and they shot where the good people lived. But they they shot it here, but they called it Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And I think that it should have been Salt Lake versus Las Vegas. The, the interesting thing with The Stand is that uh, the book is really good, and it has a very, very satisfying... The, the comic does it? that Marvel's been putting out is awesome. And the, Marvel and the is, comic is great. They've well, yes. done an adaptation. Yeah. He, he released it in 78 and re-released it in 1990, and he added and revised parts of the story. He did. I didn't well, know that. What, what they did in 1990 was in the 70s when he released it, the publisher said, this book's too long. We don't want to pay to have it printed in right. that many pages. And so he had to hack out like 300 pages. Oh, okay. And then in the 90s, he had enough money that he just got to publish some stuff. And by the time he republished... And put in all of the stuff that he cut out. And by the time he republished, he was saying that he was going to update some of it to make it a little more contemporary, and then yeah. he decided to leave it alone because the entire Stephen King multiverse yeah. is uh, all these parallel realities that are tied together through the Dark Tower the dark on tower. these beams yeah. of reality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the the stand takes place in one of those realities that actually kind of o- over-encompasses most of them. But yeah. uh, Warner Brothers and CBS Films uh, are they're doing it. They're going to make a movie. Well, King's but hot they're, again. They're talking about like three movies. They're going to need They'd a have to yeah. need at three. least two. Yeah. How and long was the miniseries? I'm thinking it was the miniseries like... miniseries was eight hours long. It was, was, it was long. too long because it was too slow. They There's so much going on in the stand. I mean, you could make you could make a, a three movies just about the Dark Man and, yeah. and really... Well, I just to remember when they did the press conference for that, you know, during my little press tour things, and I asked all the questions because I was the only one who made a Actually point to it. watch the whole thing before the... <laughs> well, I knew they filmed it here, so now if they're smart, if they're smart, they will cast because the uh, the Dark Man from the the Dark Tower books it's the same character is the same is Roland Flag from and and he's actually kind of the villain in most Stephen King stories. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. if you uh, Hearts in Atlantis, great book, terrible yeah. movie, um, actually has a lot of sci fi elements. So he's in the, the book. car in. He's not the. He's probably the one that put the soul in it, though. Yeah. Uh, he's, what a dick. He's, he's got, he can jump from universe to universe. And yeah, he he's, does what he wants. he's the jester in the eyes of the dragon. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he abused Cujo. 
He's it? actually he's actually the wizard right. in the Wizard of Oz. He's he's he is in, mi- in the Dark Tower yeah. books. They oh, actually go right. to Oz. What's at one his point. name? He's yeah. Randall Flagg or the Dark Man. Isn't that that dumb CIA guy in Mash? <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Flagg, you're right. <laughs> Colonel Flagg. Oh. He jumped into that universe as well. I but when they Scott Pierce to pull a Mash reference. When they did the stand Mash reference out of his ass. When they did the stand miniseries, though, you take Randall Flagg, who as written is you know he wears the denim jacket with the with the smiley face pin on it. Worn down boots. And the worn down boots, and you're thinking, okay, this guy's kind of like a, a an evil badass that wanders around doing terrible. And what they do is they get this kind of cheesy looking mullet dude, yeah. who doesn't radiate any menace at all. And so, yeah, you got to be careful with that casting. <laughs> uh, well, what uh, uh, casting as far as in the in the TV series, it was Gary Sinise was the hero. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the protagonist. Um, Wasn't it? And uh, Jamie Cor- Sheridan or something. Corky was Nemec was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's uh, who Stephen King thinks should play the Gary Sinise role. What's the character's name? Uh, oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, he, he would like to see Jake Gyllenhaal. He'd be good. Hmm. He could do it. I, I'm the name of the character is on the tip of my tongue. It's gonna. I know. I'm. I'm gonna wiki it right don't now. Don't worry. You'll. Uh, you'll. You'll find it. He's gonna wiki it. Uh, so yeah, that's happening. Made it a verb. Let the wiki win. Um, Excuse me. It well, could be good. It just needs. To, they need to be careful with it because they get real cheesy with Stephen King properties. They don't know where to take it. So. Hmm. Let's see. Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. Huge Wolverine. Huge Ackman. Wants to be huge Ackman. He better stay away what? from Wolverine. He needs to stay away from Oprah sets if he's going to survive long enough. I'm reading good Wolverine. things. Have about you seen that video? Yes. Uh, when he slides down that zip line and just eats it Cranks right. <laughs> right. Damn. It. It kind of sucks when you get Stewart. beat up by Oprah. Um, I, I, yeah, I give him some props for doing the stunt himself, but Jesus. It was now Stuart this is, Redman was the stands. Stu Redman. Yeah. Now, now this is kind of cool because uh, Darren Aronofsky is doing the movie The Wolverine. Yeah, I'm reading really cool stuff about it. Here's and and this is the things that Aronofsky pointed out. He says, you know, Wolverine in all the other movies where you are Wolverine, you're too tall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He says you are too tall. He's supposed to be like five foot four. Wolverine yeah. is a little guy. Yep. So here's what I want you to do. Crouch. I want you to. <laughs> I want you to act shorter on the day. If you, all right. It's Mr. Dorf Wolverine. Here's here's what uh, all of the villains will be on crates. Here's what uh, Huge Ackman said. He said, uh, "I don't know how much I want to give away, but Darren said with the last film, hey, you look great, but you're too tall. In those long shots, you look kind of like Clint Eastwood, and that's not Wolverine." He said, uh, "Wolverine in the comics, powerful, stocky. He's short and thick. They I, call him Runt." He says, exactly, all and he says, "I want you to go there." Use your power of acting, and get bigger. So he is—he's—he's uh, he's bulking up. He is thick and chunky. He says, "Think of Mike Tyson when I shoot the sh- when I shoot he the scenes." How much weight did they want him to gain for this next one? Was it like thirty pounds? Yeah, he needs a buffet trainer. So uh, Hugh Jackman, if you're listening to the show, um, come to Salt Lake. I will be your personal buffet will, trainer. Yes. I will. I will teach you how to eat like a fat fucker, <laughs> and uh, then you can lift weights afterwards. Yeah, you you have you can't push away. From I think clearly there. Are and people my wife says you can stay at our house. For that, than yeah. you. Oh, dude, have you seen me at a buffet? I, I can seriously. Yeah, there are people. I can seriously go Sally Struthers on any buffet. <laughs> the cashier just goes, "God well, damn it!" I just, <laughs> I just remember the Mongolian barbecue. Yeah, I, I used to make Mongo- Mongolian. Yeah, mm-hmm. whole Mongolian. We yeah. don't like them either. Uh, I think this uh, Wolverine movie is gonna be awesome. Uh, he says here, uh, so he's going for a bulldog look. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
She says, that's what I'm going for, and if I have a massive heart attack first, well, then tell everyone that's what I was just trying to do. <laughs> I'm eating 52 hamburgers or, 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 How tall is Hugh Jackman in, in six, reality? 6'2". Six, 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 like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he is not. <laughs> yeah. He's going to need to bulk up like crazy if he wants to look short. Well, and, and then they'll just shoot him in different angles. What's going to be fun? They're going to use the same little people they used for the Lord of the Rings movies? Yeah. Nope, nope. To stand I, in for him? I, I have a body double suggestion for Wolverine. Wolverine. Jason Alexander. Wolverine! Short but powerful. Like Wolverine. <laughs> I think it's cool. So, in this one's uh, all based in Japan. Yeah, it's the Frank Miller and uh, Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont one. Yeah. And it's going to be weird yeah, because it's Aronofsky. How, how the, could it not yeah. be good? The can Wolverine. I, uh, can I? You wanted to know what happened on press tour? I believe a record was set. Yes, because uh, Queen Oprah was there, and uh, she gave a single answer. To a single question that lasted, I've forgotten, 18 minutes and some odd seconds. Wow. What? Well. An 18 minute, And I kid you not, on this thing before, we have had every big star you can imagine. Mm-hmm. We've had a former president of the United States. We have had a, a British prince. There was more security there for Queen Oprah <laughs> than anyone ever. Well, she is a national star. And I was, I was chatting with Susie Orman, and she came over and interrupted that bitch. Wait, you got interrupted by Oprah? Oprah interrupted Oprah my interrupted? conversation with Susie Orman. With Susie Orman. Yeah. Were you getting financial advice from I was her? trying. Or are you <laughs> trying to go get, uh, nowhere to go get, buy blazers? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be he, the, the Japanese it. story arc that Chris Claremont, or was, no, it was Frank Miller did the Japanese story yeah, arc. Well, he? Oh, he did Chris the arc. Wrote it. Chris and Chris Claremont wrote it, and, and Frank Miller did the story arc. But the anime series that's going to be on Spike is kind of doing the same story arc. If I'm understanding there's right. There's going to be a Wolverine anime series? Yeah. You don't know about the anime series? From, uh, there's a Marvel there, anime. Marvel what? anime. It's going yep. uh, to be Madhouse animation. The people behind, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, Cowboy Bebop Ooh. and some really, really good anime that's been out in the last 12 years. They're starting with Iron Man. It's going to be set in Japan. Iron mm-hmm. Man? But with you know the American Tony Stark fighting the Mandarin. And then it's going into an uh, X-Men series and then tied into a Blade series. And then that leads to the final one will be Wolverine. We have high hopes because everything on Spike is so good. No, but the anim- they, they <laughs> when do. When does this start? There's there's some stuff out online where you could actually do an anime Iron Man and see some of the demo animation they've done for that and for Wolverine. Search and it. Uh, it all looks is Pamela phenomenal. Anderson going to be yeah. in it? No, but it's... Uh, who's, who's the writer behind that again? Oh, it's uh, someone... Is it Ellis? Know. It's Warren Ellis? It's, it's, yes. It is Warren yes, Ellis. Warren he's, Ellis. He's the guy in charge, and uh, Madhouse Ellis. is doing the animation, so it's going to be really yes. good stuff. Warren, nice. Warren Ellis, the crazy Brit who writes for comics who doesn't believe that magical wizards live in his beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had a beard like that, you'd pretty much know that wizards uh, live in it. All right, and uh, let's see. We told you that... Uh, we were the first to tell you that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was being made into a movie. It's because nice. we wrote it. And uh, they have cast their Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So does that mean they've cast Abraham Lincoln? Timor's making the movie? Yeah. yeah. Timor Bambatov. The guy from my favorite vampire movies ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Night Watch and Day Watch. Let's see. And, oh, did I? Oh, I cut off the name of the actor. Oh, Benjamin Walker. There we go. Texas Ranger. Benjamin Walker. He's been in Flags of Our Fathers and Kinsey and, yeah. So there you go. I have no idea who he is. Do you know who he is, Jeff? No. Speaking of, and I saw those movies, and I don't know who he is. Speaking of Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes. Did anybody happen to catch that new uh, Chris Elliott thing that was on the other night on uh, Cartoon Network? It's called Eagle Heart. Eagle Heart. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Eagle uh, Heart at Conan O'Brien's shit. production company. If you are a Chris Elliott fan, is it and who funny? Isn't? It looks funny. It's really, really, really. Funny. Is it? 
Yeah, it, nice. I just I just saw the clip where he was shooting at the car that drove away, and he kept shooting even after the car went around the corner. Yeah, and he shot and shot and shot and shot and shot and shot. It's Chris Elliott, and it's just I still have funny. a tape with the uh, Get a Life episodes on it. Uh, do you remember the one? What was, what was the name of his baby? Spewy, Spewy, the Spewy alien the baby, alien. the alien baby that they ate at the end. Yes. Uh, Get a life was good. I'd, wallet boy. I'd, I'd, Get a life I'd, was horrible. I'd, I'd feel wallet more guilty. I'd feel more guilty if he wasn't so delicious. Scott, I would. Uh, I would have to tell you that when we were watching Get a Life, we were really high <laughs> all the that time. That might yeah, we be. Were, that would be the way true. to watch it because man, that sucked. That there, was there was. I like Chris. Elliott. That was the period in our lives when we would go to Arby's with fifty bucks and just said, "Fill up the car," <laughs> and then. <laughs> Go watch Get a Life. The only part of Cabin Boy that I enjoyed was David Letterman with the monkey. You want a monkey? You want to buy a monkey? <laughs> hey, hey, Susie, where are you going? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Lock and Key. Yeah. The TV adaptation of Woo. the comic book you love. Mm-hmm. Nick Stahl. Uh, is, oh, from uh, John Connor. Yeah. And from Carnival. He will play Duncan Locke. Oh, cool. The younger brother of You know what? Yeah. I like him. You know what? This is just. But that's the I, oldest brother, right? Yeah. Whoa. I know how to get Mandalabra made now. How? I just need to make a comic book of it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, it's a comic book. Let's make a show. Buy it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've got maybe a whole... You could make, maybe you could make a little Grimly and then do like stop, stop motion. Yeah. It could be like salad fingers. You know, everybody loves salad fingers. I've got a whole list of TV stuff here that I'll bet Mr. Pierce can... Here we go. Can't get enough uh, supernatural crime dramas no. for nope. the coming year. Uh, let's see. So uh, NBC has just ordered... Oh, Grim. Grim. What do you know about this? With Mr. two M's? Pierce? Yes. Uh, it's on NBC, so it'll suck. <laughs> I think if they added my name to it, then it would be a show. Suck worse. Okay, here's, here's oh, the plot. It would suck better. Shut up. It's a, it's a dark... <laughs> it would suck for a long time. A dark but fantastical cop drama <laughs> about a... Huh? Broken. See, three feels getting... Uh, <laughs> the dogs are kind of banging into him. Take it to him. <laughs> Sorry. Go. go oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> Grim. Grim. It's a uh, cop drama okay. in a world in which characters inspired in by Grimm's fairy tales exist. Yep. Fables. <laughs> yes. That's what I was just thinking. So, like, are, does that mean Hansel and Gretel are in trouble for killing the witch? That's what I, that was They're my first Pedophiles. Point. I guess. Now, oh. this comes shortly after Ronald Moore's <laughs> 17th Precinct. Right. Which is an adult Harry Potter. But by adult, oh, they mean adult movie Harry Potter. <laughs> but it's Ron Moore. See, that, see that, I have the opposite reaction that I do to. Uh, Brandon Bragg. Well, it's it's a show about cops working a town where people have magical powers. Yeah. Oh, so it's like powers, yes. magic cops. Yeah. Or uh, what's that? Top ten. Yeah. Now I've got another show. Okay. Magical law. Oh. And order on Fox. <laughs> yes. So so it's Wolfenbird supernatural lawyers. Yes. Okay. Well, all of these are ripped off of comic book properties. They are. All of them. It's it's about cops and lawyers de- dealing with supernatural beings. Uh, uh-huh. NBC has zombies versus vampires. What's that about? See, the one, <laughs> thing, the see, but the one thing about anything that NBC announced... <laughs> All this stuff was announced before Comcast took over. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, until I see that Comcast has said the order is good, I won't believe that any of it's going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is... Um, uh, it, it's uh, it's a movie uh, about cops and lawyers dealing with supernatural beings. You can go out that way. Go out that way. Shannon's got to leave. Yeah, just tell you what. We'll just take a let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Right back. 
Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death as we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking. We'll be right back. Right back. 
Good news, everyone. We're film critics and Geek Show podcast panelists, Jeff Weiss and Jimmy Martin, and we'd like to tell you about our new television show, The Big Movie Mouth Off. Now, The Big Movie Mouth Off is a film review program edgier than most that pits us two critics against each other in a critical grudge match to the death. As we squabble over the finer points of filmmaking, theatrical movies, and the occasional DVD and Blu-ray releases. So, before you have the bright idea to spend any form of currency on the latest M. Night Shyamalan disaster, or if you're just debating whether that latest comic book adaptation is worth your hard-earned cash, check out the Big Movie Mouth Off for our expert, albeit cynical, advice. This delectable digital delight can be found on Comcast On Demand in the Utah local... For a question and not answer the second question. All right, first of all, yes, you can advertise on Geek Show Podcast. Yeah, you can. We'll put together a little uh, commercial for you with some nice music behind it and maybe me saying nice things about your... Th- and, uh, yeah, you can advertise on Geek Show Podcast. The second question is, uh, is why? Uh, a week, 50,000 people listening to this show. So ask Dan Young about uh, the, the audience that listens to Geek Show Podcast. Ask Dave at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Ask him about advertising on Geek Show. Ask him how many times people have come in and said, you know, I didn't used to read comic books, and now I'm starting because of the show. Ask him how they're not seeing your billboards. They're TiVoing past your TV ads. You'll be amazed at how affordable it is to advertise on Geek Show podcasts. So call Dustin Checkets, Tony Eccles, or me. Ask, ask for any one of us at 801-524-2600. It's affordable. It's effective. It's geekshowpodcast.com. <laughs> but you know what? In the looks like a hot dog with a pimple, or <laughs> <laughs> a yellow number two pencil. In the long oh, run, would be better that. actually for a, for a, a female pleasure. It depends, though. It it, it just doesn't work because all it's around. it's all about girth. It's not about length. You know that. That's why Ron Jeremy's so popular. And Don John. Basically, the end of the story. This the show Grimm we told you about earlier uh comes from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, and Angel co-creator David Greenwald. Okay. Yeah, and good fellow writer. Angel writer Jim Koof. I'm okay with that. So apparently all the shows in the world are essentially remakes of season five of Angel. Yeah, <laughs> they were working for a while <laughs> and fighting well, they say that that, I like their comment at the end. I was like, well, we might as well do it too. Yeah, to rip off the fifth season. Season five of Angel is a great thing to rip ah, off. That's when opinion. I started well, watching. Well, let's, let's be clear that it's, it's entirely possible that none of these will ever air as a series. Right. Well, that's true, but... Um, in, Way in to the, be a downer. Uh, <laughs> no, Why? No. I don't find that's a downer. I feel that He's the, the Grimm's happy. Fairy Tales one not getting on the air would be an upper. And and still, the Fable show that ABC Family was supposedly going forward with it doesn't seem to be any closer to... What, Fables? Yeah. Fables on ABC Family? ABC Have Family was the, the network. comic book? Uh, yeah, that's the part that confused me. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> have you seen episodes? Instead of guns, they have no, cell phones. No, that was about about a year and a half <laughs> ago. We were we were on this show talking about how the ABC Family had. Right. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, I didn't make myself clear. The show episodes that's on Showtime, so you probably haven't seen it. Oh no. That's the oh. the premise is that um, two British writers are encouraged to bring their show, their hit Britcom to America because the network president tells him he loves it, and it turns out he's never watched it. Oh, yeah, I, I actually read the, the guys, the showrunners behind that show talking yes. about it, that, that it seems kind of outlandish, but it, it's reality. And well, it's, yeah, they said they actually had somebody that that happened to, that they they wouldn't tell us who it was, that, but that... Um, uh, I love your show, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, and, and they said the guy who was hired to adapt to Britcom for an American network was, you know, he said, well, what do you want? And they said, we want something as close to the original series as you can get it. And he worked on that, and then the network president watched the original series and says, I don't want that. 
And so. it's, uh, it's Matthew Perry. It's no in the uh, show episode. No, no, no it's uh, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc? LeBlanc. Yeah. One of the friends. That's, that's what they do in Fran- France all the it's time. LeBanc. They LeBlanc. LeBlanc. With their pointy penises. And this is a story that I can't tell you names, <laughs> but I swear to you that the person who said it was true, a very recognizable producer who, when you think that this stuff, they're making this crap up, on the day that one of his um, parents died, mm-hmm. he got a condolence call from a high-ranking programmer at one of the networks and at the end of the call was told that his show had been canceled the network guy was probably really relieved that he had a condolence call to make so he could at least pat it out a yeah little. you know i'm sorry about your dad oh and by oh, the way by the way sorry about your I mean, show that's, too. that's what it essentially boy and this is this is a huge name who has produced a number of hit series so it's it's <laughs> you, any, you tell anything us? you re, you hear that you think is too stupid to have actually happened. It probably did. Will you tell us off the air who yeah, that is? Yeah, I will. Okay. David, your show is as dead as your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Let's see. There's two things that uh, your dad... You're, there's something your dad has in common with your show. Two things you need to bury this weekend. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> uh, who has read... In ten years, no one's going to remember either. Who has read the comic Two Guns from Boom Studios comic book? Anyone? 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 I have. Any good? Eh. Would, would you consider it a Vince Vaughn vehicle? <laughs> when he gets out of his Fast and the Furious cars. No, that's, yeah. not, that's oh, Vin that's Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> 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 I don't know Vaughn can't fit in a Civic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel, I, I just enjoy saying Vince Vaughn vehicle. Vince Vaughn vehicle. Uh, the vaunted uh, Vince Vaughn vehicle. He is attached to it. Uh, this one is not supernatural, interestingly enough. No. It's uh, not a car from hell. DEA agent, undercover naval officer, unwittingly est- investigating each other. Uh, Stealing mob money for the good guys. Yes. Yeah. Right, okay. uh, it's like Robin Hood. <laughs> Ooh. But, okay. I like, but I like the name of the person who's doing it for Universal. David O. Russell. The guy who did The Fighter. Uh, oh, was that him? Uh, yeah. and, three ki- and Three Kings. Three Kings, yeah. Except that... <laughs> you are correct, sir. What are you, Larry King? What? <laughs> it's good stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> got my suspenders on. I The only thing with being excited, I've seen too many... Really good movie producers, directors who don't have the slightest idea how to make a TV show. You know, I wish that weren't true, but it so tends to be. Everything's going to suck, is what you're saying. Everything is going to suck now. But <laughs> I'm happy. Forward. If you look on the if you look on the Salt Lake Tribune website, yes, you'll see me like smiling for a change. For a change, it's I very think, unusual. It's but not photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I thought they CGI'd you, it. By the way, you're radiant. It's yes. horrifying. Okay, so I got a good news, bad news. Okay. Let's start with the bad news. Bad idea. No, I want to start with the good news. Okay. Uh, You're the boss. So Guillermo del Toro and James Cameron adapting H.P. Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness, right? Right, right? Right. 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 You're in, in, right? Right. Tom Cruise really wants to star in it. Oh. As Cthulhu. As Cthulhu. And then the rest of the world is ours. Are we forgetting collateral damage? Are we are we forgetting good Tom collateral Cruise damage movies? was uh, can Tom was Cruise fix Arnold Schwarzenegger? You're talking about collateral. collateral. Oh, I'm thinking collateral. <laughs> I, are we forgetting things that I already forgot? I liked Minority Report. I like Minority Report. He's been good and stuff, but, good, yeah. but but no, seriously, big movie mouth off guys. Yes, yeah. did Tom Cruise overcome his image to be I, a movie star well, again? The no. last thing he was in was Night and Day, and I enjoyed it quite. But it bombed. Yes, it bombed. I mean, you're never going to have the the power that he had before. I don't, I don't, I don't think you, you can get that back. But I, I still don't. I, <laughs> I mean, he's a great that, actor, in my opinion. Doesn't he the fact, do an action film, doesn't the fact that it was a good movie that bombed, 
Yes. Sort of speak to the fact that maybe he can't overcome. I, I thought don't it had, think he being can. Tom Cruise. I thought it had more to do with the fact that the studio didn't promote it worth a shit. I didn't even know the movie I thought was the promotion out. Jesus, I saw, I saw yeah. advertisements on TV like every 11 seconds. Yeah. Oh, so you have to watch TV to see promotions. <laughs> yeah, so you would. Okay. That, uh, that's my mistake. I don't think he'll get to the same level that he was, but... I, I don't want to see him disappear, though. When did you check out? Well, he's out? already very small. When did, when did you <laughs> check out of uh, believing in uh, that the Tom Cruise was, was good? What was the moment that made you go, eh, Tom Cruise? The Last Samurai. Last Samurai? Yeah. I remember you bitching about that one. Yeah. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Because for me, it really was the Oprah couch. Oh, not well, for me. Okay. That has a lot to do with it. But they Howard dean the Oprah couch. Too. Yeah. I mean, Howard but Dean, Howard true. Dean, I watched the whole thing with Howard Dean at the Democratic National Convention, Ugh. and he, he he had a really great speech, yeah. and then all they played was him screaming. And he was excited. Well, it, was, yeah. it was actually a lot earlier than that. It was after a primary. So That's I, right. But, it yeah. was later. So I, I did fall for that. But here's here's what happened, was that I saw Mission Impossible 1, Mission Impossible 2. Right. I saw the one where he was a bad guy. He was an assassin. Clutter, Clutter. Was that was good. Yeah. Was, he was damn he was good. He was great. Saw Minority Report. Awesome. And then I went to see Mission Impossible 3 after the Oprah moment. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to see Philip Seymour Hoffman kill him, didn't you? <laughs> All I could see was, this is a great movie. This is fun. This has got a great villain. This All I see is crazy Tom Cruise jumping yeah. on the couch. Well, it, and there was other stuff, too. Like, they showed that weird Scientology video that he did. That, too. Yeah, the That's interviews. Yeah. And it was the Scientology stuff. That, too. So, but let's uh, let's maybe <laughs> not let the, the baggage of the person that you're watching influence your movie. That's it's hard. Right. It's, it's hard to say, because right. I can't stand Russell Crowe. Fucking hate Russell Crowe because mm-hmm. of some of the shit he's done in, in real life. But that doesn't detract from the fact that he's a good actor. When no, I, I see mean, Tom Cruise now... I think of South Park. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. But I mean, am I the I only one that's... the Onion News. Have that running bit they have on the Onion News where uh, time-traveling warriors are coming back in time to destroy Surrey Cruz because she's, the, Cause she's... E- the evil overlord of a dystopian <laughs> future. Are there actors like a Tom Cruise that you can't look at in a role without thinking about anything, their anything baggage? Anything Mel Gibson does. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Now, that would, yes, yeah. absolutely. Is he uh, doing that to you now? Ru- Russell Crowe, when I was when I was doing radio shows, he had that period of time where, what, he beat the shit out of a bellhop at a hotel with a phone? Yeah. yeah. Because the guy asked him a question that he didn't want to answer, and he's been in more brawls. And, and you know, I think of a, a Beautiful Mind, which is he's amazing in, Very and good. I'm sitting there going, cocknob, motherfucker, you asshole, you can't. Oh, he's a good actor. I was like that for a little bit with Christian Bale. Like after his blow up, and it's funny because even I've listened to the rant like that, and if you know what happened behind it, the guy fucked up like four times like that. He he had every right to blow up. He went a little overboard, yeah, a little. Well, he went overboard, but I'm saying, but wasn't there something about this guy? Was like, dude, fucking knock it off. Like, I mean, obviously the guy's not a professional in what he was doing, but I've kind of gotten over it. I mean, you know, I will say though. It's Uh it's like uh, somebody. Oh, the thing with Alec Baldwin. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? You had the tape recording. You Eric Barron. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. granted, that was way over the top. But I can think of more than one moment in my life where, if it was recorded or, God forbid, video, I would look like a tool and just a lunatic. I've, I've come on. And I've come unhinged and been pissed I mean, off I, at my kids. And I'm not talking. I'm people. not talking about like yelling at my kids. Although certainly there are moments of that <laughs> where I'm just you know have been way too angry, but. You know, I, I I was justified in screaming at a couple of people I've screamed <laughs> at, but I carried it way too far. I never held it against Alec Baldwin for that because I always kind of feel like, you know, Hollywood parents don't parent enough. Yeah. And, yeah, and he true. was finally doing some parenting there. <laughs> 
and also I think he was yelling at his ex-wife. There was absolutely was no reason why any of that shit should have been played. No, out. and that, that spoke was... poorly about his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For not for that me, he's though, a, it's personal life stuff. That not that he's personal. A big actor, but it's Chris Brown. Yeah, like he started in some movies, and I time I look at him, I'm like, "You're such a piece of shit." Yeah, he's the one who beat the shit out of Rihanna. And you know I mean, what? I I yeah. can't distance myself from that. I had the same problem. Uh, Roman Polanski. I understand he's a great director, but well, the dude fucking raped a 14 year old yeah. girl, well, and I can't. Support and then ran away. Yeah. And then ran away with all the the Hollywood support for him. Oh yeah, and yeah. actors, you know, people that I respect, like yes. Johnny Depp, who who says, yes. you know, he'll do, he'll work for for Roman mm-hmm. Polanski. Yeah. I think Roman Polanski should. Uh, well, and the, well, the, the first the first person for me though that like. Really like their personal life. Really just made me like, I can't take this person. I can't deal with this person anymore. Was probably Fatty Arbuckle. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, after know, he raped that chick with a coke bottle, with the, the I was coke just bottle like, thing. Yeah, that was too. Far. You know, he just wasn't too far. Funny anymore? Was it funny? I couldn't <laughs> laugh at Fatty Arbuckle anymore. He ruined all fat comedians for Finish. Shannon. No. Jackie Gleason? Louis Anderson? Come on. No, Dom DeLuise. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Cannonball Run was good. Scott Pierce? Were <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Voice master. Now the other, the other uh, voice master. <laughs> now conversely, conversely, I um, I know a lot of guys who have a hard time with Portia de Rossi because I, I don't. she's a lesbian. Now I don't. I, don't. I, I think of that God. And this brings me to the that news about the, the Arrested Development movie is happening. Yeah. It is going forward. Thank God. Um, but she always, to me, even though I know she was a lesbian, I. She's always been hot. Oh, yeah. she's hot as she's shit. She's so hot. Oh, Arrested God. Development, Better, better off, off Ted. Ted. Oh. I, I think, yeah, it, I think of the uh, episodes of Better Off Ted where she where she actually got to be the magician's assistant. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> With her fucking but hair. But I, I know a lot of guys who say, oh, but she's gay. I can't Whatever. I can't buy her in that role. Whatever. Well, I hear people say that about I hear people say that about Neil Patrick Harrison. It's like, yeah, I don't Dude, have it every him? time you turn yeah. on the TV or watch a movie, you're watching a gay guy play a straight guy. You just aren't aware of it. Right. That's true. <laughs> no, you see, I, I don't have that problem with Neil Patrick because he's good. But he's damn good. Can I can I can I offer a dissenting view toward the Arrested Development movie? Oh, sure. Okay. I'm way less excited about it than I would have been a few years ago. Why? Because the TV shows that. Mitch Hurwitz has done since then have been shit. Hey, I like the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. I liked Ron, Running Wild too. I didn't. I thought it was. I know that it got a little bit better, but I thought it was terrible. I thought that animated thing they did was terrible. The animated thing was terrible. What was the um, animated thing? Um, stand sit up, down. sit down. Yeah. yeah, it was. Bad. Sit down, shut up. Sit down, or shut something up. Something like that. It was. Bad. <laughs> it was. <bad. laughs> yeah. Left, right, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> have, you, have, um, you watched, have you watched Todd Margaret? Did you not like that? I thought it was okay, but I liked it, but. Running Wild, I thought was a disaster. I, I've only, and I loved Running. I've Wild. only seen four episodes of Todd Margaret, but there there are some elements of that show that just make me kind of lose it. Especially the, well, the, the the muscle the muscle milk uh, freak out in the middle of the cafe. <laughs> uh, being that we lived through that on this show once, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on the other hand, maybe if we go back to Arrested Development, but there are some people who will who I think have only one good show in them. Right. Hmm. No, I, I got a good feeling about it. I really do. Well, and I part hope. of what made Arrested Development so good, I think, are the actors themselves. Yes, they were so right. well, so so good and so well cast that Hank Kingsley. Yeah, I'm telling you, he just he illusions. But I hope they illusions. can they can pull back that original chemistry because a lot of the, it'll for be me, there. It was like one of their first projects. I mean, I don't think anybody knew Will, Will Arnett. And most people didn't know Michael Sarah. But True. now they've blown True. up, and so I wonder if they can recapture yes. that kind of innocence. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Sarah. 
be a little supporting character in this movie? He wants to be. He's looking yeah. forward to he it. He says he wants to be. I think, I think he'd be happy. Do you know him personally? Maybe yes, we're great friends. We hang out. We have coffee. We they photo have bombs or pictures. And, and see, let, let, let me <laughs> he count. He only let, met you because he was wanted to see the movie. Let me count your arguments about the movie, Scott, by saying... I need to know if George, Michael, and, and maybe, <laughs> maybe finally, finally con- <laughs> yes. consummated the relationship. <laughs> I need I'm to trying to remember because it's been so long. They aren't actually related, are they? No. There you I, go. I just love that show. I've, I've had a thing for cousins, though. What was her other cousin's name? Job's Job's son. Yeah, oh. it's, it's back on, it's on Netflix, and I've been watching yeah. it again. It's on, on, uh, on uh, IFC. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. on IFC. What did, uh, maybe, has she been anything since then? She was on an episode of Veronica Mars with Michael Cera. Oh, really? Yeah. She was in The Runaways. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. It All was right. the date rape episode of Veronica <laughs> Mars where they introduced the word frack to the Veronica Mars verse. I also need to know what, what's going to happen with On Young. On Young? They, <laughs> found, <laughs> they found On Young. He was, in, he, was, he was hiding in the walls with, well, with George Sr. On oh, Young. So he, had a, he, had a, he had a ham radio. He was going, On Young? On Young? <laughs> and I loved that, that uh, he got a fake hand. Uh, well, he had his oh, Buster? Name? Buster had his hand. Buster's, Buster's hand was bitten off by a loose oh, seal. Right. seal. Yeah. Well, the yeah. crazy thing is, if you watch them all again, they make a lot of allusions to hands. Arm in off. The first. Arm before off. Before that happens, like yeah. many episodes before that actually happens, yeah. like like him sitting down on a, on a be- hand on, chair or on a bench that says "Army officers" and he's blocking off the part that says "Issers," so it says "Arm off." Uh-huh. Or his arm <laughs> arm draped over the alarm clock, yeah. and it so and it should say "Alarm off," but the Yale's blocked off. Exactly. It says arm off. And the single greatest visual gag in television history, as far as I'm concerned. Which is? The Analropist sign. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Analropist. Oh, and the best fake ad, uh, advertisement ever for blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I was blah, just going to say, oh, yeah. I hope Chachi goes to rehab so he can reprise his, reprise his role as blah, blah, blah. That's right. Oh, because be if you're what, tired Scott of Bayoni's illegal... Scott go to rehab? He'll show up for a day. Yeah. It'll be, you know, it'll what? be easy. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, No Ordinary Family, is anyone watching that? No. I've tried. I it like sucks. Yeah, okay, uh, I if I told again. you that Lucy Lawless was going to be on it, would Will you she watch? be naked? Is she going to be I say, fantastic? I'll just... Well, I just, uh, she's going to do a three-story are they going to cut Mark. people's heads yeah. off and have blood everywhere? And yeah, will they beat it with their boners? It will. Uh, it will. Uh, <laughs> it says here uh, she her arc will carry through the yep. end of the season. Uh, she's, I think, going to be a villain anyway. But uh, so I bring I this up. Going to be another season. I bring this. Yes, I bring this up because uh, Shannon is dying to review. Oh my god! Boner fight two. <laughs> boner fight the prequel. Um, oh my god! Because Spartacus was a series that Shannon just loved. And yeah, it's just. And uh, and we referred to it on the show as boner fight. Boner fight. Uh, when, when Shannon and I were talking about the last episode of the first season, our heads exploded at yeah. the same time. <laughs> um, and then he so jumped wait, up on the shield and he killed. I won't. I won't. So the new show is so, a prequel. Yeah, because what happens? The guy that played Spartacus uh, got diagnosed with lo- non well, with cancer. Yeah. Yes. And I guess they've actually recast him. Yeah. It's yeah, a, because he, they thought they were going to be able to do a second season with him, but they, he's too sick. Isn't he? he's yeah. Too yeah. Sick. He's too sick. So they did yeah. recast, which sucks. Because um, he was awesome. So yeah, he like was him. Except amazing. that, you know, I, I, I'm not sure it's going to make that much difference. I don't think it'll make much difference Because either, I, I liked him. I mean, I liked the show and I liked him in the role, but I don't think it really matters right, who's no, in that role. Is he no. watching it for him? Does, does he have, does he have big muscles? muscles? Does he yeah. have muscles and a dick? He's going to be okay. That's all that matters. Um, so they're doing this prequel, and um, and I'm, I'm kind of happy because in the end of the last season, what's his name? John Hanna? Is yes. That his name? Yes. And Lucy Lawless get. Uh, Moited. No, 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 no. 
What? Only John Hanna. Oh. She got stabbed through the stomach. It does not matter. Lucy Lawless is filming season oh, two okay, right cool. now. Awesome. Oh, that's it, true. Maybe she said maybe. it was just a little. I nice. And this is an exact a mere quote, flesh wound. A poke in the tummy. Okay. Well, a, a <laughs> John Hanna. Actually, it was actually John it was a Hanna, It was harder to bring him back from the near like decapitation. Right. It was a it was a poke through the fetus as well. So we get we got a six episode prequel. I think we're on episode four. Oh, maybe it was. Fourth was last night. Or okay. episode boner. And they have. <laughs> now we call it boner fight oh, for reasons. It's it all was it so gay. It was not. No, it was not just why, though. It was well, just because there's lots of dicks in it. There's a lot of dick in it. There's a and lot there's of that fighting. doesn't make it Let's gay. Let's just say Orson Scott Card hates the show. There's a lot of. It's true. After the guys cut each other's heads off. Right. There's a lot of guys sort of hilarious fucking chicks. There's lots of guys, fucking guys. You get to There's see lots of dicks and boobs, and, and Lucy Lawless cuts a dude's Lucy dick off. Lucy Lawless's boobies, and and they're and, nice. And can I say she looks great oh, she for does. her age? She so is forget held the lesbianism. How old is she? Consider, she's she is 74. 74. She's 74. She's, she's had she's 16 children. She is. She has had a lot of kids, but she is in her late 40s, I believe. Really? Yeah. And another big another big thing with Bonafide has always been a. Uh, Uncomfortable sex scenes. Yes. Yeah, right? they're kind of aggressive. So that's that's when I stepped this out. This <laughs> prequel, this prequel has gone and amped it up, t- times it by ten. I'm just like, I can't believe it. You got to see a <laughs> point of view, a guy getting pissed out on the ground, and you're in the point of yes. view, and you're watching the pee come right out of the guy's wiener. You're not you're not actually seeing the wiener. You're seeing no. You see this wiener. It was right there. It was the wiener and the pee was coming out. Oh I mean, God. the wiener there's, and the pee. Okay. And there's been um, wieners on the show. There, really? Yeah. yeah. I wonder there, if I... Peeners? I, hey, I saw Crixus's schlong last I night. I taped, you know, that. I watched that episode off Encore, and I wonder if they edited it differently. Hmm. Could be. I don't know, because How, holy shit. I, I, like, I, um, just threesomes and fucking... And oh. this, is, this is the show that actually showed a decapitated monster cock. Yeah, a guy getting his wiener cut off. Because this, uh, this, uh, this Roman, uh, Roman uh, politician's wife decided that she wanted her own little gladiator, so Lucy Lawless set her up with a guy, and they showed him nude a couple of times with mm-hmm. uh, basically a, an elephant trunk hanging yeah. off of oh, his... Oh, God, it's so and, disgusting. And then halfway so, through the show, she gets pissed off at him and, and throws his decapitated so schlonger into the crowd. They've added new Lucy characters. Law, Lucy Lawless is 42 yeah. years old. 42. They've added new 74. characters. Uh, one of the characters she's is... A um, Cylon. Her name is uh, Gaia, and she's played by that hot chick that was uh, Dexter's crazy girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, she's all the naked. Sponsor. She's been having threesomes with uh, John Hanna and... Mm. Gattacus and um, Lucy Lawless. And Lucy Lawless. Do they still let their servants get give yeah. them the foreplay oh. first? The servants do foreplay. Yeah, well, because you're you're you a rich a Roman. Last night, one of the servants was basically uh, double penetrated rape for the amusement of a guy. That uh, is just like something in real else. Rome. Oh, and I love nowadays. Everybody, everybody's getting double penetrated. It is. I would say in the Vatican. I would say this is probably the dirtiest show that's ever been seen. It's at least. I mean, it does almost make uh, True Blood look mild. Is it dirty? Almost. It, looks, it makes it look way dirty. I, I've never seen any of those guys as dicks on True I True find Blood. that very disappointing. Um, <laughs> uh, right? Is it dirtier than Will and Grace? That's my it, question. Way dirtier. Yeah. But I got to say, uh, Except Bonafide, for that episode where Jack actually cut off his own dick and threw it into the audience. Bonafide, fucking... Uh, uh, Are you enjoying it, however? I'm enjoying the hell out of it. 
I'm, I give it five stars. Well, speaking of true blood. He gives it five dicks up. Five boners. Five, five separate saying, penises. Five boners and a head flying across right. the room. And five <laughs> pants around your ankles. And, the, and these are raging boners, Has too. There been anything you know when you're sitting there watching a show with your wife, and there's a sex scene going on, and you kind of look at each other and go, no. Well, so my wife stopped watching it. She'd be like, oh, the sex scenes were kind of cool. And then all of a sudden, they show some guy's head spinning around in slow motion with blood coming out of every orifice. And she's like, okay, mood's gone. I did, I did, watch, uh, I did watch the first episode of, of the prequel with my 19 year old son. And in the middle, I said, oh, by the way, this is the dirtiest show ever. <laughs> You're the coolest dad ever. <laughs> no, oh, Daniel Tosh told me I was a bad parent. Really? Because for letting my son watch his show, <laughs> and then I said, "Well, he's 19," and he goes, "Oh, okay." Tosh point is a great show. Love Daniel that show. Tosh. Yeah, I'm jealous. He talks to a lot of you. You're sitting next to a very important man. Very important man. No, I'm sitting next to a high five. It's it's not it's it's his who's, job. It's my no. job. Scott, it's who's taller, too tall Tony or Daniel Tosh? Too tall Tony. There you go. Yeah. Nice to know, isn't it? It is. Uh, speaking of True Blood, uh, let's see. Next season, we're going to see a storyline uh, in which vampire attacks start showing up on YouTube. Huh. Because you remember the season finally. Yes. Oh, God, that was a good that ending. Was, and you can still see this on, on I YouTube. I don't remember the ending. What was the ending? It was where uh, the, the uh, Russell Edgington yes. goes on a TV news show and oh, kills, that was earlier in the, yeah. kills the anchor. Was that it? Yeah, yes. it, was, it was a few episodes. In. Oh, no, it was because, and then he, he rips the newsreader spine out on live TV and ranted about how vampires will eat all human children. But that was like three or four of it. It, it, it was. They yeah. buried him in concrete. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's how that ended. Um, yes. Although that's what you're going to, it, this is how it's going to start is vampire attacks showing up on YouTube. And it says here. You're going to call uh, it VTube. Also in an early episode, Pam, which one is Pam? Pam is, is I love Pam. She's uh the blonde who works at Fantasia, oh, okay. she's like she's like Eric's right hand woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so she's going to get a hot and stupid sack of meat to chew on, who actually enjoys being bitten. A thrall. A thrall. I'm up for that part as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy, who's who's you Tommy? Big hot sack of meat, you. <laughs> well, big and meat sack. Yeah, there you go. Who's who's Tommy on the show? Tommy. He's he's Tommy. Tommy. Tommy will get an intriguing offer from a prospector. An old prospector from the days of 27. That's what I'm wondering. Who's Tommy? <laughs> I don't want to help out a prospector. Get some gold around You've looked that up because I don't remember gold in them Tommy. Teeth. And uh, producers are casting a Spanish-speaking badass Chiquita who will be a recurring role in episodes two through six. Sophia Vergara? Scott's up for that part, too. Sassy Chiquita. Happy. All right. I got some splaining to do. Oh, I can I can watch Sofia Vergara for hours. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, we'll end on this note. Oh, uh, Tommy is Sam's younger brother. Oh, oh okay. Thank oh, you. Oh, Tommy. Thank you. you know Tommy. I still haven't seen even the second season of True Blood because I fucking hate HBO's distribution policy for their shows. I'm sorry. Oh, I might have the second. It's season. it's a year from when they stop showing the show until they put it out on Blu-ray and. So, Bastards. Um, now, I don't know when this is going to be available. You might know Tron on DVD. There's no release date. I, think, I don't think there's a set release date, but I want to hear. I said okay. I heard April. 
because yeah. I've got... I saw the packaging. And, yeah. and you can see, I, I wrote this down, even Jimmy won't want this much Tron Legacy. Yeah. This is the uh, the five-disc special edition Tron Legacy set. It does come in an <laughs> identity... It comes in an identity disc. Is it going to be okay to watch on TV? Because I still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, you might I be just right. bought a new TV. It's a 46-inch LED. So it does come in this identity disc, which looks just awful. Yeah. Um, but here's what you get. Okay. Tron Legacy 3D. Right. Tron Legacy on Blu-ray. Okay, right. I can use that one. Tron Legacy on DVD. Tron Legacy the digital copy. And Tron the original one. On VHS. So, so basically you get Tron so, Legacy and Tron. Yeah, that's what you're getting is Tron Legacy four times yeah. and the four, original Four one. Tron Legacies, one and, Tron. And of course, yeah, the, the digital copy. It's, it's, it's amazing how much they're trying to push the whole 3D element of it. Because, yeah. I mean, people are just barely getting caught up with Blu-ray now. They're trying to push the 3D oh, thing. I, mean, how much that's what I don't have a 3D TV, so I, don't, you know, I can't use that. Yeah. How, did how that much movie? is that going to cost? Uh, well, that movie, I don't the have one, a price that on one for the for the deluxe dollars. I saw on Amazon was fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So um, and then the the two disc set that was just Tron and Tron Legacy was thirty four. That's all. I want. But you, yeah, you, that's you're all gonna I get need. kids who just want that the the box. How did yeah, the movie the, do? The uh, it's yeah. made about one hundred and fifty million dollars. It's almost recouped its production budget back. There is a sequel and uh, a cartoon series. Yep. Coming. Yep. That's one fifty in the U S. Though, right? That's not yep. worldwide. Absolutely. So, it's so made one hundred fifty two worldwide. Yeah. I'm, I think it was probably really big in Japan. Yeah, big in Japan. Thank you. Right. Everything seems bigger in Japan. I, can't I was afraid I, I was going to serve that up. And Jeez, that's all right. An Alphaville um, reference, really? I know. <laughs> I know. Boy, <laughs> really? Let me see if we can end on a better note. Oh no! Please, you, let's man. do the best episodes in. Uh, an okay, note. this is an old story, but uh, here's the, here's the question for the panel. Um, George Lucas, pretty sure the world is going to end in 2012. Oh jeez. George Lucas's people said that he was kidding. But uh, he's got more DVDs to sell. But <laughs> but everyone else is you know involved in it says oh no he really believes it. I think he believes it. Do you? Yes. Now where does this all come from? I haven't heard anything about this. This comes, comes from, from uh, uh, Green Hornet. Well then, Seth if, Rogen, if he yeah. really believed Seth it, Rogen. he could believe all his money. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Unless you know, he's just really greedy. If <laughs> I would give this idea to Lee George Cade for if he wants to make it into a movie, I swear to you, I had a dream that was a combination of The Walking Dead and 2012. Here's like we what were racing to get on those big arcs because zombies were chasing us. Well, here's, here's, nice. what, here's what Seth Rogen said. Now, again, this is an old okay. story. You've heard it. But he says, uh, so George Lucas sits down and seriously proceeds to talk for about 25 minutes about how he thinks the world is going to end in 2012. And, like, for real, he thinks it. He's going on about the tectonic plates. And all this time, Spielberg is, like, rolling his eyes <laughs> like, my nerdy friend won't shut up, I'm sorry. What if I got myself in? At first, I thought Lucas was joking, and then I totally realized he was serious, and I started thinking, if you're George Lucas and you actually think the world is going to end in a year, there's no way you can't have built a spaceship for yourself. <laughs> so I asked him, can I have a seat on it? And he claimed he didn't have a spaceship, but there's no doubt that there's a Millennium Falcon in a garage somewhere with a pilot that's waiting to go. It's, it's got a bunch standby. It's going to be him, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, and I'll be blown up like the rest of us. Keep the engines warm. But Peter Mayhew's just sitting in the Millennium Falcon. But here's here's the point, though, is that suddenly Lucas's plan to re-release all of the Star Wars films in 3D one year apart, beginning with The Phantom Menace at 2012, seems like one giant goodbye, cruel world middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but I believe that he believes it. It, I think it, that Lucas trying to spin it saying he was kidding. Ah, he's joking. I don't believe Lucas this hasn't man, said anything. He's waiting for the response. Have said that he said he was kidding. I don't believe says, this man has a sense of humor. 
So, no. I don't think so either. I don't think he was kidding. Didn't I think Carrie uh, Fisher say that in that one woman play? Um, yes. When I, when I said the world was going to end in 2012, what I was saying is that my, 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 my plaid shirts were coming to an end in 2012, <laughs> and that perhaps the mystery of my neck would be. Are you impersonating George Lucas or Brian? I'm impersonating both. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm impersonating, I'm impersonating a drunk Kermit it Frog. It must be hard for Brian to be a disciple of a moron. <laughs> no, it you, comes quite easily to him. No, if you just when you have faith, Mr. Right. Pierce, when you have faith, that's all that matters. You close your mind to all logical thinking and follow. Well, that's and true. Wow. All we can I don't work there is, anymore. I'm sorry. As, as time goes on, if Lucas gets wackier and wackier, it'll just get more fun. To the very end. Which means that he could actually reshoot the prequels that you guys hate so much (laughs) and make something very interesting out of it. And we'll find out who shot first. Um, And uh, speaking of Lucas, I have a recommendation. Oh, okay. Star Wars related. And I'll tell you about it in the next episode. Okay. Oh, <laughs> suspense. Well, because a week's I, worth of suspense. Nice set up I, there. The I suspense is delicious. Because I, I don't have it here. It's in my stack of stuff over there. <laughs> it's over there. I'll get to it. All right. Uh, before we go, anything? Anything? Go, anything? Yeah. Couple got, of rules. Go for it. I got a video game review. Uh, my video game review system from the last couple of weeks was kind of lame, so I changed it again. <laughs> does it have anything to do with with uh, um, Spartacus? No. Okay. No, it does not. If it's not bonafide. Um, I don't care. So... Basically, these are going to be still old games that, that people can get really cheap now. But So uh, it's, you should be playing. Yeah, it's what you should have already played is basically You should have played are. it. Mass Effect 2. You can get it for like 15 bucks. It's anywhere, really. A used copy. And, and just, it is a fantastic game. I mean, you play Xbox. Have you played Mass Effect 2? I haven't. Scary. <laughs> See, this is, the, this is the feature I need. I should have played it. Exactly. I got him hooked so on Spider Man. Sorry. Have you played yeah. the Mass Effect games? Jimmy? You know, I played the first one and I actually hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It got now, so now bored with it. What did you it. not like about it, though? I just don't like the gameplay. Oh, because they really refined the gameplay in the second one yeah. a lot more. I played it for God, maybe a couple of days and I just said, never mind. It's much more shootery and much less RPG. Yeah, see, I'm not a big RPG fan. Yeah, pew, pew, yeah pew, I don't pew, like the RPG pew, elements. Pew, I, I yeah. play a lot of those Star Wars games, but the RPG elements are too much. That game is fantastic. All right. I I'll give it a shot. It. Yeah. You <laughs> oh. should be playing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, DVDs, so right, I got a, a couple of Blu-rays. Uh, Unstoppable comes out tomorrow. Which I want to see like, that. Actually, mm. kind of fun. Rosario well, I, Dawson. Yes. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Well, there's that. Did the Washington but Captain here's, Kirk. But here's the problem is oh, I understand the, the title is misleading. It is a little bit misleading. It is stoppable. Because it is stoppable. <laughs> as I it turns out. Spoiler alert. But stoppable doesn't sound That'd be a really long movie if you can stop it. Yeah, that's true. And then ending story. The documentary Waiting for Superman. Which about education, ah. not, not about Superman. That was on <laughs> Cougar Town. You, you may not have liked it because you thought it was kind of spun a different way, Shannon. But kind of spun. Let's not even get it. On Cougar Town, Bobby <laughs> was very I upset when it. he found out Superman wasn't in it. Yeah, that's why Superman's in, in quotations. <laughs> so yes, uh, I have a couple recommendations. First, Spamalot's playing locally. Oh yeah, for for, for Utah. Touring it's in co- the nation. Yeah. It's come back again, and February twenty sixth. For fans of the Mediocre Show, there's a special fundraising show at Salt Lake Recording Services with Monkey Knife Fight, Tupelo Moan, and the legendary Porch Pounders. Oh, all good All proceeds from this concert will go to bring the Mediocre Show out to Salt Lake in March. Those knuckleheads. Which uh, we want to do a a team show with them. A crossover? Great, yes. 
when worlds collide, universes there are, are not enough microphones. Won't this be like that episode of Star Trek where the guy was from the parallel universe, and if they met, all reality would be destroyed? Something else. Do we have counterparts on that show? Scott Pierce is on the, really. uh, is black on the right side. I have one more. I have, uh, or else he wouldn't sit next to me like this. Uh, yes. uh, the Friday night comedy block on IFC. Yes. Uh, Onion News is Good stuff. hilarious and uh, Portlandia. The uh, I need to see that. You Fred, told me I need to see Fred Armisen's uh, Jimmy. How do you feel comedy. about Portlandia? Never seen it. Uh, oh, it just—it's funny. It just takes the piss out of like uh, yuppies and hipsters and and I've been Portland. Wanting, <laughs> I've been wanting that for a long time. A yeah. show that makes fun of the the yuppies and the hipsters and the. Sorry. And just, you know, and like what, what? the vegans. And and, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> well, no, it's just like anything else. I mean, that's part of the re- the mission behind this show is just to kind of take the wind out of uber geekness. I mean, yeah, I'm a yes. vegan, but I'm not going to march around and be a fucking douchebag about exactly. it. Like, exactly. The, he saves I, that for everything the, else. The one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking Scott <laughs> Pierce. Sorry. Fucking Sorry. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> the, the one last night, they had these uh, uh, hippie, hippie uh, dumpster divers. <laughs> you know, yes. they're just like, <laughs> and they are real. Yeah, and they're just like going, and they're just pulling stuff. Why would anybody throw this away? Wait, this is pr- perfect, good piece of watermelon. It's got a little hair on it, but is it, you know, and why would somebody throw this away? It, and they're like making curry stew out of the oh, stuff sick. that they find. The I love it. I love they, invite, it. they have a dinner party, and uh, Fred Armisen's wearing it's from a bit earlier in the show where Amy Mann had shrunk, sw- uh, Amy Mann, the singer, yes, had shrunk somebody's sweater because she was working as a. She's a housekeeper. As a housekeeper, because <laughs> it's her music career. Music music career. Music career. Oh yeah. And uh, oh, that's he's wearing this teeny tiny sweater that he found and whatever. But um, <laughs> okay, I've got to see. This and he, uh, um, I don't know. It's just funny. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, I, I the, lost my track. We, uh, we saw the scene. That. We saw the scene at Shannon's where they, they they're coming around the corner and the the housekeeper's mopping. And like, isn't that? Amy <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What I was saying is, so they're having this dinner party, and none of their friends show up because they're tired of eating garbage. And uh, <laughs> right, and, and she's like serving stuff with like a, a lid from a peanut butter jar that she found, and uh, and, and at one point she pulls out a little koala bear out of her stew. She goes, "Oh, why would somebody throw that away?" And the best part was so throwaway. It was Fred Armisen has this roll that he's obviously gotten out of the garbage, mm-hmm. and he goes to take a bite of it. And he's just like. Argh! Argh! And then just keeps talking. It's just, <laughs> just brilliant. He's a funny dude. All right, I'll, I will watch it. Thank you. Anything else before we go? Anything? Uh, I think you better shut us down. Yeah, take the piss out of more hands.